Hi, everyone. Right now I'm talking to Bryn Sussman, and she is the Senior Manager of Entertainment and Creative Content at the NHL. Thank you so much, Bryn, for, for talking to me. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Good. Kind of what exactly is your job? What does the typical day of your job look like? Yeah, so as you mentioned, I'm Senior Manager of Entertainment and Creative Content at the League. So it's hard to say my day-to-day. There's my day-to-day in the office, which is similar to an extent, which I'll get to. And then there's my day-to-day on the road. My job does require quite a lot of travel. So my overarching responsibilities are to, there's a few buckets that my role sits under. So first and foremost, getting more eyeballs on the game, especially in the celebrity influencer entertainment world. So whether that means finding a celebrity that lives in LA that's never been to an LA Kings game, let's get them to a game because we at the league have a strong feeling that once you get to a hockey game, you'll love hockey. Um, So that's that one bucket. The other bucket is entertainment and musical acts at our signature events. So for instance, this past year at our um, outdoor games, we had Thomas Rhett, Alessia Cara, Machine Gun Kelly, Zed, and a few others perform. So it's everything from putting that offer out to them for, hey, you're gonna sing, or we want you to sing three songs for X amount of dollars, um, to them signing the contract, to clearing the music, to then making sure that they have a great time when they're there. And within the events world as well, the same thing I just mentioned with celebrities getting, you know, um, for instance, this year we were in Vegas. So it's like, let's get as many Vegas celebrities, people that are fans of the Knights at the game and make it a star-studded event. And then another bucket um, is integrating the celebrity entertainment world into the content world. So upcoming in the next few weeks, the Stanley Cup will be traveling around. The Stanley Cup does its own media tour during playoffs. Um, It's getting the cup to hang out with a few celebrities. You know, they get to have dinner with the cup or the cup goes to their house. They take pictures. They have this intimate, amazing experience. They post it. We post it. It just drives engagement and creates more fans. So overarching, that's the role. Um, You know, there are a lot of times I'm in the office, a lot of emails, a lot of calling, scheduling, etc. A lot of times I'm on the road executing those things I just mentioned. So um, a lot of my role consists of creating and fostering great relationships. People are way more willing to work with you and um, want to do stuff with you if you have a good relationship. So Um, That does require me to be on the road and create and cultivate those relationships. So um, that's the overarching umbrella, I'd say, of my job. So you don't work for a specific team. It's for the entire NHL. Correct. Yeah. So the actual league. And that's like, that's a big question because everyone says like, oh, so like you work with the Rangers. It's like, yeah, we work with the Rangers. but We also work with every other team. So our events are NHL run events. And then, which happened throughout the year, and then during Cup Stanley Cup final, the NHL runs that as well. So we come in and help out throughout the entire year, and we work closely with all the teams, but it's the league as a whole. Okay, so so your job is kind of like 
kind of two things. It's getting people to attend the, the hockey games, watch the hockey games, but you're also in charge of putting on these events. Yeah, basically. Okay. Really cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. How, how did you like, how did you land this job? So when I was in college, I knew I wanted to work in sports and I knew that's really it. I knew I wanted to work in sports. I didn't know what I wanted to do within that. I knew what I didn't want to do, but I didn't know what I wanted to do. So at college, I tried everything. Um, I wrote for our newspaper. I was on our local, like the school radio, school TV show, so on and so forth. And I loved broadcasting. That's what I really wanted to do. Um, so, you know, at the end of college, I like made a reel was like sending out to all these different job openings and, um, throughout my internships I did in college, I, uh, which were in sports, I met a handful of people that worked at the NBA and I was still sending off my reel because I wanted to be on TV. Um, but I also had an opportunity for an entry level, like seasonal job at the NBA. So I was like, okay, like, do I continue doing broadcasting, which I don't have a job in yet, but also let's be realistic. Like this job's going to be in the middle of nowhere, small station, which is totally fine. Or do I work at the NBA, which is like where I ultimately want to get to. So, um, I started working at the NBA and, um, during this, I was actually working game days for the giants, New York football giants. Um, I had an internship with them right after college. So like the summer after I graduated internship with the giants, which turned into working game days. Mm -hmm. And, um, the fall after I graduated that summer, I started the MBA. So that was in, um, it was very content heavy. So the role was essentially being in when the games were on and logging what it's called the game. So like, for instance, LeBron's playing, he hits a three point shot. Like you cut the you cut that and you write it down. So that when an editor comes in, he just has to put in like three point LeBron and all these plays show up. And it was a bunch of kids that were around my age. We all pretty much just graduated. The hours were like 8 PM to 4 AM, but we were having like the best, it was like the best gig right out of college. Right. Like, yes, it was at night during the weekends, but like, I was also getting paid to watch NBA games. Like it wasn't, it wasn't bad, you know, but I realized like, okay, maybe like this content heavy stuff isn't really for me. Um, so I continued networking, followed up with someone that I had met in college, worked at the NHL, um, cause I was interested in events. So it just so happened that there was an assistant job open in events. I applied, I got that role. So I left the NBA for that, which was at the NHL. And then I just kind of moved around, um, came over to the entertainment department a year after and grew. And now, and now I'm here. Yeah. So you've worked with, um, the NBA, the NFL, the NHL, you've done sports, you've done broadcasting, you've done like entertainment and event planning. Like, I guess, what were the, the similarities and differences between all of those things? Yeah. So, um, I think it's really common for people that want to be in broadcasting to then work the behind the scenes of broadcasting. That makes sense. Um, I think that's just like a natural, like uh, there's a lot of people that want to do broadcasting, um, but not everyone can. And I think a lot of people 
fall into the behind the scenes, which I do love. Um, and that's kind of why I thought I was going to like events, which I do like the events, but I like the entertainment side of the events, which feels more like the behind the scenes broadcasting world. So, um, instead of putting on the event, I'm doing the, everything you see at the event, that's not hockey. Right. So like essentially putting on the musical act at the event. So I didn't know that when I graduated, I had no idea. Um, but it's kind of like, you have to try stuff out before you, that the the way you figure out what you want to do is figuring out what you don't want to do, you know? Um, and a lot of stuff is just circumstance. Um, because if there wasn't that events role open at the time that I was looking, I very well could still be at the NBA in a much more content heavy role. Right. So what is your favorite thing about your industry? Cause it sounds really cool to me. You're like putting on concerts, working with celebrities, like, yeah, it sounds, it definitely sounds super sexy when I describe it to people. It sounds awesome. Um, and there are really cool perks. Like I get to put on these events that like bring people together. And I think in today's world, that's really rare that there's like, there's a lot of things that don't bring people together these days, but sports is something that always will. Um, but on the flip side, work is, um, not, not just demanding, but it, it requires a lot of your what people would deem as free time, right? Like I have to miss mother's day. I have to miss father's day. Um, our, you know, biggest event is on January one. So the day after Christmas for people that celebrate, you leave and you're on the road. So, um, there's a lot of things that you miss in your personal life, but it's easy to justify that when you really like your, your job. Mm -hmm. You mentioned you do a lot of traveling, which is really cool. I love to travel, especially, you know, I feel like as I graduate college and I'm young, like, I think that sounds really cool. What's that like? So I was in the same boat as you. I was like, <laughs> get me on the road. I want to do everything. Um, and it does like in the beginning, it's awesome. Like work is paying you to go to all these places. That being said, I quickly learned <laughs> that you see your hotel and you see where your office is and you don't see much in between. Um, you know, there's sometimes that I travel where I have a free afternoon and I can, you know, explore an area that I'm in. Um, but a lot of times you're going from the hotel to the arena. You maybe go to a restaurant if you're not ordering room service, like you're not really seeing where you are, which is a little bit of, um, like a tease, right. Cause like you're in all these cool places, you want to explore them. Um, So it's not nearly as glamorous as it sounded on the outside. That being said, it's still cool. It still gets you out of the office. It's still a change of pace, but it's not, it's not necessarily what I envisioned it would be before I started doing it. Okay. That's good to know. I was last month, I signed up to be an extra on a TV show. So that was really fun. Amazing. And I asked the, the people working there, I was like, so like you're filming in New Orleans. Cause I go to school in New Orleans and yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, you're filming in New Orleans. Like, that's so great. There's so many good restaurants. Like, what have you guys been able to do? And they're like, oh, we, we haven't been able to. And I was like, yeah, I was like, well, they're like, well, hopefully we'll get like a free afternoon and we'll be able to. And I was like, yeah, but I guess that's a good point that I hadn't really thought about. Um, but definitely is nice for a change of scenery. And even if you get like 
to try one cool new restaurant that you wouldn't have been able to try. Exactly. Exactly. It's, um, once you kind of do and you're like, okay, like, uh, it isn't a, you're not sightseeing, but maybe you can to your point, like get a new restaurant in or something like that. Um, it's just kind of like putting it in your head, managing your own personal expectations, you know, or like the day you're flying out, maybe you fly out the last flight of the day. So you get that full day, but it's, it's not, um, it definitely was not what I expected. Mm -hmm. Do you have any like funny stories, maybe from your job search or from your travels or putting on all these events? Um, funny stories. I mean, I don't know if it counts as funny, but like once you start like really traveling, like the, um, the travel hell that you will go through just because you're on the road all the time. Like I was trying to get to Nashville and my plane got delayed. Flight got delayed. We had to land in Alabama for an hour. Like not necessarily funny because I'm the one that was at the expense of that, but like different things that will happen. Um, also the people that you're on the road with become a little bit more like a work family, right? Because like you are getting meals with them. You're spending hours with them. Like they're your family when you're away, um, which is really nice. And you get, you create like really fun memories with them. Yeah. It's great to kind of work in a place that's social. Absolutely. Absolutely. Kind of as my last question, I was wondering if you had any advice for your 22 year old self, maybe someone like me, who's looking to break into your industry. Yeah. So when I was you, I was so freaked out that I didn't have a job because I was very, um, I thought I did college the right way in regards to setting me up for a job. Like I was super active in extracurriculars, like internships, this, that, the other thing. Um, and I didn't have a job yet and I was freaking out. And I think there's definitely something to be said about the fact that one, you do not need to like your first job out of college. It's a job Two, you aren't, you're not going to like every job you have and that's okay. Like you do not need to figure it out at 22. Like I have a cool job right now. I don't think I'll be in this job forever. Like I don't, it's, there's so much perspective that happens after you like get into the work industry that it's like, wow, I was in such a rush to get here, but now I'm here and like, this is it. And that's great. But like the pressure you put on yourself right when you graduate is like nothing else. And, um, it's, it's easy to get caught up in that. And even if you get a job, that's not in the industry you want, you can keep looking and find the job that you want. Like there are a lot of jobs out there. You're doing the right thing. Um, but like, don't get defeated and don't get ahead of yourself. And it's a hard little medium to stay in because you are looking for a specific industry and that's great that you know that, but also challenging, you know, there's some people that graduate college and have no idea. They'll take whatever job comes their way. That's also fine. Um, but if you get a job and you don't like it, you can leave. If you get a job and you love it, you can stay. Like it is, there was, I felt so much pressure to like, I need to get a job. And like, what if I don't like it? Then I can leave, you know, like there's, there's something to be said about figuring it out. And like, it's actually wild to me that I thought I'd have anything figured out when I graduated college, because I 
I knew knew nothing in regards to like what it actually meant to be a full-time worker. And that just comes with doing it. Yeah, that's definitely really helpful to hear because I definitely feel like I'm in the position where I'm graduating and I'm panicked that I don't have a job. And it's like, I don't even, I mean, it's not like I have no clue what I want to do, but I feel like I don't know specifically in what type of industry or in what type of like work environment I want to be in. Totally. And you know, that also, you just can't know until you do it. And you might, let's say you work in fashion. You're like, you know what? not my cup of tea. Let me try something else. Like, and you might fall into something you never even thought you would be doing and you love it. And then also, you know, like you don't know what you, what your perfect work-life balance is until you're doing it. And each industry will provide a different work-life balance. And, you know, that just takes doing it in time. And you, you won't know, you won't know what works for you until you try it. And it's okay to not get a job. It's okay to be looking for a little bit. Like right after school, I was a hostess at a restaurant near me while I was applying. Cause I was like, I just need to do something. I'm going to freak out. Yeah. And it like settled me down, you know, okay. because looking for a job is a full-time job. Yes. And it takes up a lot of time and, um, like it's okay to not have it sorted. Okay. And like, I wish in my head I was looking at the first two years out of college as just like trial and error because the pressure you have to just like have that job is, is a lot. Okay. That's really, really helpful and really good advice. Of Thank course. you so much. And thanks for telling me all about your job and your travels and Thomas Rat. I love Thomas Rat. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Another, another thing that I'd say, which you very well might be doing, and I'm not as good as, as I wish I was, is like, I see people now who graduate are like so active on LinkedIn and like post these updates on LinkedIn. And it's really great. I would say utilize, and you're, you're doing this, but like utilize your networking and utilize that network as much as you can, even if you don't think that it'll help you one day, like it does, Mm -hmm. you know, everyone's like, the industries are smaller than they seem. So like everyone kind of knows someone. So I would, um, but you're doing that already, but yeah. No, I, I definitely do do have a long way to go. You know, I'm an, I'm an amateur. I'm learning. (laughs) But you're you're trying, right? Like there's a lot of people that aren't. So thank you so much. Thanks for talking to me and sharing about your job. I definitely learned a ton. Awesome. Of course. Anytime. Thanks.